Hey guys, it's Rachel, host of the Phyllis Podcast. Today we'll be trying to unpack the topic of dating and specifically what exactly does the Bible say about dating and how can we apply it to our lives today? I didn't really get into this topic until I was 17 and became a Christian, (laughs) but before then I was your classic boy-obsessed girl who didn't really consider what dating another person even meant. All I really cared about was someone pursuing me, me pursuing them, how can I get their attention, how can I get them to be faithful to me. A lot of questions for a teenager in high school, (laughs) but all I ever used was my heart and not my head, and I just kept getting hurt wherever I went, and it was actually part of the reason why I became a Christian. That's like a whole other story, but at some point when I was in high school, I just thought, okay, this is so dumb. I just need to focus on myself. Guys don't even know what they want, and this is getting me nowhere. I just need to focus on myself. So in hindsight, I really do wish that I did a lot of things differently. If I knew the things I know now back then, I think I would have prevented some very horrible situations that I got myself into and hurting not only myself, but other people as well. And yeah, I mean, we all make mistakes in high school, but I just really wish that I had this advice when I was in high school. So from a Christian point of view, what exactly is biblical dating? What does the Bible say about dating? To start off with... I should just tell you that the terms dating and courtship don't even appear in the Bible. So it's kind of one of those gray areas, but it shouldn't stop us from applying certain principles to give us wisdom in this area. The way the secular world views being romantically involved with someone is very different to God's way. The world's way is to date around as much as you want, sleep with whoever, whenever, and so on. It seems that people get together and break up a lot these days without even stopping to think about the character of a person before making any sort of commitment to them. Before anyone even considers dating, the best thing you can do is to become a healthy person first. That is the best way to have a healthy relationship from the very start. God's word reminds us that we need to get rid of any sin, bad habits and hang-ups and strive to become new every single day. Becoming more like Christ allows us to interact with others in a loving way, and it's ultimately the best first step when considering dating. As a Christian, the first thing that we should find out is whether or not they share the same faith and if they share the same desire to be more like Jesus. After all, the ultimate goal of dating is to find a life partner, and the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, that we shouldn't marry someone who doesn't believe in God because it would weaken our own relationship with Jesus and compromise our morals and standards. Now, we shouldn't just settle on whether or not they're a believer. They actually need to be a committed Christian, and they need to have a vision and a passion for following Christ. Author Max Licato once said, "'A woman should be so deep into Christ that a man must go through him to reach her.'" Only God can change people, So don't date someone with the hope that one day they'll have their own relationship with God. That's called dating evangelism. I really wouldn't recommend that. But really look at their past and see if their talk matches their walk. It would be a great way of telling you what their future might look like. As teenagers and young adults, we're well known for changing and making our goals line up with whatever our boyfriend or girlfriend wants. So make sure that They're on this path for themselves and not just for you. The ultimate purpose of dating can actually look very different to everyone. This is definitely something that I've learned in my most recent years. God can definitely put two people together who they'll hope they'll get married one day, only to discover that it was more for character growth. 
and they break up and walk away with some lessons learned on both sides. That's what happened to me with my previous fiance. But the ultimate hope and intention of dating should be marriage. Marriage is the second most important relationship a person can have on this earth and the first being a relationship with God. That's why it's crucial to be intentional in dating and it should be given a huge amount of thought, care and respect. When you're in a romantic relationship, it's also very important to keep your relationship with God above all else. When we start dating someone, our feelings can sometimes cloud our judgment and everything else just won't matter because we're so infatuated with the other person. However, according to the Bible, when you do this, it's actually considered idolatry and it's considered a sin. I know that sounds like really intense, but it's true. Song of Solomon's or Song of Songs, uh, chapter 2, verse 7 says, do not awaken love before it's time, meaning that you shouldn't act married when you're not. And that applies to both emotionally and physically. And what I mean by this is there should be a special difference between the stages of being single, dating, and marriage, and certain things that should only be reserved for when you're married. For example, have you ever been in a situation or known someone to be in a situation where they meet someone, they start dating, they pour their heart out to the other person, telling them their pain, their hopes, dreams, desires, everything, only for the relationship to come to an end. And even though they haven't had sex or anything, emotionally, they feel as if they're torn apart on the inside. This is when a person fails to establish proper emotional boundaries. Dating with wisdom means that we also understand the importance of emotional and spiritual boundaries by not getting in too deep too quickly. On the physical side, it may be difficult, but not having sex with the person you're dating is also very important. There are so many lies that we're told today about premarital sex, and it's easy to fall into those traps. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be perfect in this area because I absolutely am not. I wasn't raised a Christian, but I've learned, and that's why I'm sharing this with you today. These lies may include, quote, like, it brings you closer. I believed that for a very long time, but really that closeness is just a feeling from chemicals that are produced during sex, and it stays within that person up to 24 hours after sex. It isn't real intimacy. It's the illusion of it. Author Alice Frying said, True intimacy is built on commitment to honesty, love, and freedom. Intimacy has nothing to do with your sexual organs. A prostitute may expose her body, but her relationships are hardly intimate. Another lie that people might believe is that it helps to determine whether or not you're compatible with someone. I've heard people say that they want to, quote, test drive their partner's sexual performance before committing to them, and that's just ridiculous. Obviously, if you never have sex with multiple people, you will automatically think your partner is the best and you won't have to struggle with comparison issues. That's how those issues come up. <laughs> if you're caught up in sexual sin, you're not alone. It's a very common issue these days, sadly, but you know, it's not, it's not good. But just remember that there's no sexual sin that is beyond God's forgiveness. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. Coming back to dating, we should treat those around us with respect and like a brother or sister in Christ. Scripture tells us that marriage is a very unique and exclusive relationship, particularly because of what it means and stands for. In Ephesians 5, it goes into depth about what marriage looks like, and I've also had an episode done on this about why marriage is important. So you should go listen to that if you haven't. 1 Timothy chapter 5 tells us to treat older men like our father, younger men like our brothers, 
older women like our mothers and younger women as sisters in all purity. This doesn't exclude boyfriends or girlfriends. Your boyfriend is your brother in Christ. Your girlfriend is your sister in Christ. While we're dating with the intention of finding a spouse, we should try our best to guard each other spiritually and to preserve the uniqueness of marriage. The last tip I would give is to bring it all to God. We should always invite God into our relationships. He encourages us all the time to bring our needs, concerns, and desires to Him because He cares about whatever concerns us. It's His way of connecting with us, and that's meaningful. When you're considering dating or are dating, choose to reflect God the best that you can to those God has brought into your life. This is the best way to connect with God, and that is by connecting with His people. This is a practical way to love God and love others, and what could be more biblical than that? That's all I have for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. It's kind of controversial, I understand, especially with dating looking so differently these days, but I really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear more, please let me know, and I really hope you have a great week. See you next Monday. Bye.